This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Mental disorder symptoms have emerged or worsened for many people during the pandemic. Lockdowns and supply chain issues have also led to hoarding behavior. We'll talk to an expert. It really is highly biologically driven, and it affects one in every 20 adults. It's more common in older adulthood, so it affects about one in every 14 adults over the age of 55. Then, team sports have been a tradition for American kids, but COVID-19 worries and other factors have reduced the number of participants, impacting kids' health and fitness. This is incredible low-hanging fruit. All we have to do is get our kids more active, and they're going to get smarter. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. The pandemic and the subsequent supply chain disruptions have affected all of us in one way or another, and for some Americans, it's led to depression, anxiety, and other challenges. But our next guest says we may be overlooking another common problem, and that is hoarding. Here to talk about that is Carol Matthews, professor of psychiatry at the University of Florida. Professor, at what point does stockpiling essential supplies cross over into hoarding behavior? Well, I think it's important to note that stockpiling is a very different phenomenon than hoarding behavior. Stockpiling is something that's done in a planned fashion where you're preparing for a known or expected crisis. It's common in the Southwest United States where I live, for example, to stockpile gasoline and water during hurricane season or just before hurricane season. It's common for people who live in the Northeast United States to stockpile firewood in advance of the winter season. Hoarding is a different problem. It's not a planned collection of a needed item. It's a difficulty in discarding items that may or may not be needed, often useless or unnecessary items, or it is the indiscriminate acquisition of things because you might need it someday without a plan or a purpose in mind for that particular item. So if we saw someone, perhaps a neighbor, who had their entire garage full of toilet paper at the peak of the panic, which they could never use in years and years, would that have been stockpiling or hoarding? I would actually call that one of two things. That could be panic buying, where the neighbor might have gotten worried about all of the news media saying that there's going to be a shortage coming up. And they might buy things in order to prevent a shortage down the line. It could also actually be opportunism where that neighbor may have bought an entire garage full of toilet paper with the intent to sell it. But it isn't hoarding. It's really more like stockpiling or perhaps panic buying would be more appropriate in that context. How common is hoarding? Is there a percentage of the population that you could say tends to be in that category? Yeah, hoarding disorder is actually a psychiatric illness that's highly biologically driven, and it affects one in every 20 adults. It's more common in older adulthood, so it affects about one in every 14 adults over the age of 55. And hoarding symptoms actually surprisingly start in teenage years, although they do not become problematic, usually until you hit your 40s or 50s. And is it generally, is it harmful? I mean, if somebody keeps every piece of paper they ever owned and they have it stacked to the ceiling, other than the inconvenience, is there any negative to it? 
Yeah, there's actually lots of negatives to hoarding, especially when it gets to the point of papers stacked to the ceiling. Papers in particular are problematic because they can contribute to falls, they can contribute to cluttered hallways that are difficult to navigate, and in many cases they contribute to house fires. So over 25% of deaths by house fire are known to be due to hoarding-related households. They can also contribute to pest and vermin infestation if houses are filled with objects and people can't get through to clean them. Service people are not able to get into the home often or emergency personnel are not able to get into the home to help someone in need, to help with plumbing, to help with electrical problems. So hoarding can have a fairly profound impact on quality of life and functioning. We're talking with Carol Matthews, professor of psychiatry at the University of Florida, and we're talking about hoarding behavior. You mentioned that there is a biological basis to this. Could you explain what that meant? Yeah, so I think most people, when they think of hoarding, think about what you've been talking about more recently, which is panic buying or buying more than you need. Hoarding disorder is actually a very different phenomenon. It's a phenomenon where somebody worries or is indecisive about whether or not they will need something that they own in the future and so cannot dispose of it accurately. It's known that hoarding behavior is strongly genetic. At least 50% of the risk for hoarding is genetic in nature. And my lab and other labs have also shown evidence that there are differences in brain function as evidenced by neuroimaging and by EEG in terms of how people process information. So hoarding disorder is very biologic and is actually at least in part genetically determined. At least the risk to hoarding behaviors is genetically determined. I don't want to say that Genetics drive hoarding 100%. How has the pandemic and the shortages of many products in the aftermath affected people who tend to be hoarders? The pandemic has affected people with hoarding disorder in a variety of ways. I have been in touch with a number of people with hoarding disorder, some of whom have done quite well and used the lockdowns as an opportunity to declutter. But many of them have suffered from social isolation and the inability to leave their homes to declutter. Some of them have found comfort in their material goods, but many of them have been more stressed and have also been subject to the panic buying that affects many other people and so have added to their clutter in uh, ways that make them unhappy or impair them. Do people with hoarding disorder tend to hide the behavior? In other words, you'll often hear, I never knew that the house was so full of stuff until the person passed away or whatever. Is this something they keep behind closed doors or not? Yes, typically hoarding is a very private behavior. Unless you're in someone's home, you may not know that they have hoarding disorder. And quite often people with hoarding disorder are embarrassed or ashamed to let someone into their home. They recognize that the hoarding is problematic or that they will be judged for it. And so it is quite often that you don't know that someone that you care about or know socially has a problem with hoarding disorder. There are times when hoarding can be evidenced in the workplace or in someone's car, and then it's a little bit more evident, but it is often a very hidden disorder. If you know someone who has this disorder or perhaps a family member, what can you do? There are a number of resources that are available for help. The International OCD Foundation has a number of really good resources for people with hoarding disorder and for their families. There are a number of books on helping individuals with hoarding disorder. Michael Tompkins has written one that I quite like called Digging Out, and it's a guide for families to help individuals with hoarding disorder. The American Psychiatric Association also has a number of resources online. And actually, in a number of large cities, cities themselves have developed hoarding and cluttering task forces that can provide treatment and other resources for individuals. Does it often go along with depression and anxiety? 
Yes, psychiatrists and psychologists used to think that hoarding disorder was a subform of obsessive compulsive disorder, but it's become clear in recent years that it's actually much more commonly co-occurring with depression and anxiety disorders. So over 50% of people who have hoarding disorder will also have depression, and approximately 30% of people with hoarding disorder will suffer from an anxiety disorder, whereas only 7 to 10% of people with hoarding will have obsessive compulsive disorder. Are there medications that can be prescribed to help with this condition? The most effective form of treatment for hoarding disorder is actually psychotherapy, and psychotherapy can be provided by a licensed psychologist, by a psychiatrist, by other mental health providers, and actually there's also evidence that with some training, peers can provide appropriate group support for people with hoarding disorder. Medication can be effective, but it is much less effective than psychotherapy. The use of medications is usually reserved or most effective for the symptoms of depression and anxiety that go along with hoarding. It is a little bit less effective for hoarding disorder itself. As we wrap this up, do you have any last thoughts for our listeners on hoarding and what to do if you observe it and how to perhaps help others who have this condition? I think one of the things that is most important to me is to make sure that your listeners recognize that hoarding disorder is not a choice. It's not a behavior. It's a disorder. And to seek appropriate psychiatric or psychological help and assessment for somebody that you may think has hoarding disorder. It's one of those disorders that's hidden partly because it hasn't been recognized as an illness for so long. It's really been thought of as a choice or a behavior. And it really isn't. It really is a psychiatric illness, just like depression and anxiety are. Carol Matthews, Professor of Psychiatry at the University of Florida. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Next, are American kids losing their physical fitness? That story, coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this. 